The Sex and Spirituality Podcast is a show where we have real, deep, mystical conversations about everything from love, dating, and sexuality to mental health, trauma, spirituality, metaphysics, healing, and all things new age and woo-woo. I am your host, Lauren Coletti, a feminist poet and graduate student pursuing my doctorate in clinical psychology with a focus on systemic sex therapy. As a domestic violence and sexual abuse survivor, I hope these vulnerable conversations will inspire you to take an introspective look at yourself to help you better your life and the people around you. Welcome to Sex and Spirituality. I'm your host, Lauren Coletti. Happy Friday. Probably won't put this out on a Friday, but it is what it is. I hope everyone's doing well today. I'm feeling a little blah today, but honestly, we'll get through it. I have a pretty packed weekend full of being around other people and socializing stirs up a lot of anxiety in me. And there's so many reasons for that, but it takes all of my energy and effort to want to be around other people. And I'm so guilty of being one of those people that makes plans in advance and is so excited. And then as it starts getting closer, I'd rather be dead. So we'll get through it. I'm just going to try to have fun. I don't know what it is. I just feel like when I'm around other people, I have to put a facade on. I really can't be myself because if I was myself, then I'd probably want to be alone. So I don't know if that's an HSP thing. (laughs) I'm sure other people can relate, but that's not what I wanted to talk about today. What I wanted to talk about today is so many things. I'm not even sure what I'll title this podcast, but I kind of want to talk about Uh, sexual liberation and pleasure and more on diet culture and how that really interferes and as well um, self-betrayal because I've been listening to I've been enjoying so many different podcasts so I'll list probably my top five favorite podcasts I love spiritual shit with Aaliyah Lovely I love sex with Emily recently I've been loving sex gets real with Dawn Sarah Um, also like ask Katie anything, which is Katie Morton, the YouTubers channel. And I've really been enjoying podcasts lately, a lot of good stuff. So I recently heard this episode on self-betrayal and I can totally relate because this morning I was journaling on what would it look like if I leaned into self-trust and after I've allowed so many people to walk all over me and use me and abuse me it's very difficult for me to trust myself because I've allowed so many abusive people into my life. And after so many years of that, of being manipulated and abused and betrayed, it's nearly impossible for me to trust my own judgment. I always say I have horrible judgment of people, if I'm being honest, because we see what we want to see, right? Uh, We see the good in people and overlook the bad. We rationalize it. We make excuses for them. And then we end up just hurting ourselves. So that's what it comes down to, that self-betrayal. Other people can hurt you and betray you. But I think the deepest wound is the the betrayal that we bestow upon ourselves. So getting into how that relates to pleasure and sex and diet culture, I really enjoyed talking about fat phobia the last couple of episodes, and I've had so many thoughts come up on how that relates to love and intimacy and connection because I live in New York, which is in America. And 
Growing up, I'm 26 years old. I will be 27 in a couple of weeks. Hashtag cancer season. Hashtag the best season ever. I'm a little biased, but for 26 years, I've grown up being told that if you look a certain way or are a certain size, then you're not taking care of yourself. Like if you're overweight or if you've gained some weight after having a baby, you're not taking care of yourself. It's a it's a characteristic of weak self-control or no willpower. It's a flaw to your personality. When in reality, size does not determine your health. We could even judge the person we're dating or married to size if we're happy with the shape of our own body because we're taught to believe that if we win someone quote-unquote out of our league, then we're more valuable. And for me, I recently deleted my Instagram again because anytime I'd go on Instagram, I'm so weird with Instagram. Uh, if you follow me on my my show's Instagram page, I'm pretty active on there. But on my personal Instagram, which is Big Juicy Plump, it's an inside joke. Um, I don't really look at my timeline. I'm really just there to post what I want to post and then I get off. But you can't help if you have Instagram, you see whatever comes up on your newsfeed or timeline. And I have so much shame because I, my body, my face, it doesn't look like the glorified ass that we see on Instagram, right? (laughs) And has anyone else noticed that, that the amount of ass that I see on Instagram daily is just unreal? I'm surprised it's not called Astagram, to be honest at this point. But people who look a certain aesthetic way in our society are highly privileged over those who don't have that package. Even Instagram, if you look a certain way and I don't have TikTok, but I hear that TikTok to succeed, there was like a joke that you just have to be a pretty white girl. And that's a privilege, right? Getting paid six figures just because you look a certain way is an inherited privilege. And it comes down to, as I talked about in my last episode, when we talk about fat phobia and diet culture is these these gender roles, these looks that we think we prefer, but is it really our preference or is it just conditioning? There is this beautiful sacred feminine. And as you know, I love women. I'm bisexual. I will always love women, (laughs) but I see the dark side of that femininity as well. It's the shadow feminine. And a lot of us, myself included, are operating from that shadow feminine, which operates from a jealousy, lack, scarcity, trying to one-up and keep up competitive mindset. And femininity, not talking about looking a certain way, but the feminine energy, so beautiful, but the toxic femininity, at least the message we get from media is about taking up less space and shrinking. Whereas masculinity, that toxic gender role for mass for the masculine is about taking up more space and being expansive men have this this privilege this right that they think the more space they take up the better whereas women is the opposite it's the less space they take up the better and they're both very harmful ideals based on heteronormative cisgender white people's ableism and lookism Um, It's all based on these things that are so deeply woven into our psyches. For example, the eating clean movement. Now, you all know I 
love plant-based foods. I love whole foods. I'm not vegan, but I don't eat meat. I'm vegetarian. This whole eating clean movement, right? A lot of orthorexia stems from that. It means that if you don't eat quote unquote clean, then by association, you're dirty. And all of this really comes down to this heterosexism, homophobic like movement. It could be so harmful when it comes to disordered eating prevention. And this stoops body liberation, right? Because we cannot fully enjoy sex and be liberated in sex when we hate our own bodies and are actively participating in an oppressive fat phobic diet culture. When we don't feel safe in our body and we're in this flight, fight, or freeze response, we can't relax into sex and ultimately pleasure is out of reach because when we can't love ourselves, we can't allow others to love us either. When we can't bother to look at ourselves and be with ourselves, how are we going to let someone else look at us and be with us? And I can relate to this wholeheartedly right now with my boyfriend. Um, There's just so much guilt and fear and shame around my body and feeling sexually broken because I had a VCH piercing, uh, which stands for vertical clitoral hood. I had that done when I was 19 and it had to be taken out when I was 22, I want to say, because I was in the hospital and they made me take it out. But I don't know if it damaged Uh, So the clitoris has more than 8,000 nerve endings for those who do not know. I don't know if by getting it pierced that I could have damaged some nerve endings because my pussy just feels numb. Like it's so weird when I touch myself, which I always do with a vibrator, which could be part of the problem. I always climax. I could have an orgasm in one minute, but when I'm with a partner and having partnered sex, And when I say sex, I hope you all know I try to be as inclusive as possible. This doesn't have to be penis-vagina sex, but it's so frustrating and I have so much sexual resentment because sex for me is not super enjoyable if I'm being real. Like, I'm trying to get to a place where I see sex as a form of love, an expression of intimacy, and a way to connect, but... As someone that has been sexually abused for the duration of my life, I do not see sex in that way. And it's really hard for me to enjoy sex if I'm not orgasming and my partner's orgasming because then I feel this kind of resentment. Like, why do you get to enjoy sex? And I just lay there like a dead fish, you know, that whole thing. So this is connected back, circling back because I tend to get off track, but there's a little backstory for you to know where I'm coming from. So as someone that had an eating disorder for 13 years, I want to say something like that, the relationship between food and sex is so interconnected because think about it from a societal standpoint, when it comes to fat phobic diet culture, if we eat for pleasure, when we're not hungry, if we eat as a way to not just survive. It's very similar to if we have sex for pleasure and we don't have sex just to procreate. We are so often shamed for this and put down and told we are bad. And when we look at body liberation, it is actually inherently intertwined with sexual liberation and the way that our culture views sexual empowerment and sexual freedom. 
And I wanted to talk about this during Pride Month because there is high, high rates of people in the LGBTQIA plus community struggling with eating disorders and disordered eating. And as someone that identifies as queer myself, I can speak to this from personal experience. It all boils down to control. Controlling bodies, whether that be reproductive rights or the number on the scale, it's all rooted and twisted together in this white supremacy, racist society we live in. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) But really, if you are into HAZE, which stands for Health at Every Size, and Body Positivity, I wanted to shout out the Food Psych podcast with Christy Harrison. She does a really great episode and has a delicious show. Um, And the one I listened to recently was for Pride Month on how enmeshed diet culture is with gay male culture. And she discusses in that in that episode specifically the complexities of all this so i would really suggest checking out her show as someone that had an eating disorder and is in recovery and surviving from it i find her wisdom and the connection between nutrition and mindful eating and psychology to be really helpful so moving on lastly our relationship with our body says so much about our relationships and our relationship to sex I obviously cannot get into all of this in one episode or even two, but this stuff is layered in so deep and entrenched in our minds. It even goes back to how our parents talked about their bodies uh, growing up or our bodies. So those comments that were made, I just wanted to shed light on this and bring it to attention because I think this stuff should be questioned and challenged and at the forefront of our mind that certain bodies are praised and rewarded, but our body, no matter what it looks like, should still be praised and rewarded even if you don't quote unquote compare to others, which if you just compare yourself to others, you're just finding an excuse to be mean to yourself. Our bodies have been through so much and it's interesting because as women at least, or as someone that's listening to this podcast, no matter how you identify, we want to grow and change and shift and evolve emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, yet somehow we place this demand or expectation, which is so unrealistic on ourselves to stay young and sexy forever. So today I ask you to focus on what your body does for you rather than what your body doesn't do or can't do for you. And I'm going to try this as well. (laughs) And even if you can't find it inside of yourself, just bring thanks and gratitude for your body. Just try to at least acknowledge that your body is a loyal partner to you. I'm not asking you to go from being disgusted with your body to being body positive overnight, but let's work to take the focus off of our worth being based on how our bodies look and strive for a more body neutral view. Seeing our value coming from not what your body can't do or looks like, but how your body serves you every day, what your body can do. And this isn't to pressure you to become some sort of sexual pleasure superstar overnight, but We can start by centering ourselves and grounding in our bodies, that is spending time in our bodies to discover pleasure in other ways.
Whether that's through deep breathing, breath work, yoga, walking, meditation, playing with your children, just find what feels good and start there. I said on my last episode that we look outward for what we are unable to give ourselves inwardly, but we cannot make up for what we are lacking inside through the outside. And in order to get there, we have to realize we can't solve a problem that we're not willing to face. So I talk a lot about this in my book, Trauma, Tears, and Triumph. I have a letter to my body, which I wrote in eating disorder treatment when I was in the thick of bulimia when I was at my worst. So just putting a little shameless plug in right there. I will link the book in the episode show notes if you want to check that out. And that is how I wanted to ideally talk to my body, to see my body as a friend, not a foe. And I hope you'll join me because I think we all have so much work to do, but when we can heal these wounds and when we heal our wounds, we can work to collectively heal together and then get into a relationship that heals us, not hurts us. And that's what we're striving for, right? So I'm gonna wrap this up here. I just wanted to get that off my chest. And I thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect with me, I am on Instagram at sex and spirit podcast. I changed the name because I just felt like it. And I hope I will hear from you. Feel free to like, rate, subscribe, and share. I thank you so much for listening, sending you so much love and light, and I hope you have a sexy day.